You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hi, everybody. You're listening to episode 194 of the Blended Family Podcast. And I'm happy to be back. I think I took about three or four weeks off, and I apologize for the delay, you guys, but it's been crazy over here. Um, The whole family was sick, and then my husband, Sean, he got sick, and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to get it. And I was keeping myself really, really healthy, and it just ended up getting me anyway. I think just all of the stress lately. So I got pretty sick, and I never get sick, and I had a fever, and so... The one weekend I was like, you know what, this is fine. I'm just going to stay in bed. I'm going to do my work. I'm going to work on my podcast, answer emails. But you know, when you have a fever, you just can't even focus on anything at all. So I just laid in bed that whole day and I ended up getting really behind on my work from being sick. And then I ended up getting depressed because as you know, when you have a big workload and you can't get it done... And then it mounts up and then you you know you can't do it. And then you just start to get more and more overwhelmed. And so then that sickness followed with a depression and, you know, to the point where Sean had to uh, intervene and get me right again because I'm just, you know, sometimes I'm doing too much. And so I had to take a break for my sanity um, for you guys because if I didn't take a break, I would end up just putting out really bad content anyway and that wouldn't be helpful. So anyways, I'm getting better now. I'm on the mend. I'm starting to have some clarity and I'm going to try this time to not kill myself so that way that doesn't happen to me again. So things are going well, getting back to normal. Um, I'm sure you guys noticed about Three weeks ago, I started doing Feel Good Fridays in the private Facebook group. For anyone that's not already in the group, you can join by going to blendedfamilypodcast.com slash group. That is a free private community for all of us to connect in. So I wanted to start doing the Feel Good Fridays because um, a lot of times in that group, we are talking about our struggles, which is fine. That's the purpose of the group, right? I know that. But every now and then, it's nice to see some positive things in there. And I know that we all have positive things going on. Just sometimes we don't always share those things. And I want everybody to start doing that, at least on Fridays. So uh, I know it's going to take a while to get some traction there. The first couple of times, we didn't really have much participation. But I'm not going to stop because eventually I hope you guys catch on. And I really want that feed every Friday just full of positive things. So let's continue on. On that. I love to see that, especially right before the weekend. Now, I did get two new reviews, and I told you I always read my reviews here. Uh, this first one, I don't know if they were listening to an earlier episode or not, but this first one is from DP12345, and they said, hard to listen to. I think a lot of this information is good, but sounds like it's being read from a script rather than heartfelt advice. Uh Yeah, you know, back when I first started this podcast about four years ago, I did sometimes script out my shows and 
or at least a lot of them, a good portion of them, because I was nervous at the beginning and I wanted to make sure that I wasn't forgetting important things to say. But lately I do not do that anymore. So I don't know if that listener was listening to an old show or a new show, but I don't script them anymore. Um, but anyway, I'm a work in progress, just like everybody else. And I do read all of these reviews. So I will try to improve on that. And the second one is titled Best Blended Family Podcast from Something 23322. And they said this podcast is the best. Melissa is warm, friendly, knowledgeable, and on point with her advice. No other podcast around compares. Check out the Facebook group too. Really great resources. So thanks to both of you for those reviews. I very much appreciate it. If anyone wants to leave me a review on iTunes, it just kind of helps a little bit getting me noticed in the community over there. And where you would go to that is blendedfamilypodcast.com slash iTunes, and I would really appreciate your reviews or even your ratings. Now, I have been also adding to the show a new segment called WFG Financial Tip of the Week. That is this new career move that I'm on right now, and I'm really trying to help people in their financial life too, not just their blended family life. And we all know that Finances are a big part of everyone's life, right? Well, this week's tip, I want to talk to you a little bit about retirement. A lot of people, including myself, just don't really prepare for retirement because we think we have all the time in the world, right? We're in our 20s. We think we don't need to worry about that. Some people have 401k from their job and they think that that's enough. Did you guys know there are 10,000 people a day turning 65 and needing to retire? And people are unprepared. You know, back in the day, they used to give us pension. Well, most companies don't do that anymore. And then we have Social Security. Well, Social Security alone is not going to be enough to retire on. Trust me on this. I don't know if you know anybody that's on Social Security. It's not going to be enough. And now that we don't have a pension, we need to look at what else are we doing. And 401ks... And I would be happy to set up a time with any of you to actually discuss this in detail. I don't have time here today. But 401ks, a lot of people don't know the way they actually work, what the actual fees are and the taxes and what happens at the end of the road when you are ready to retire that a lot of that money gets wiped right out due to taxes. So I just want you to be prepared for this. Just be prepared. Look at your retirement. Don't ignore it. Because if you're like me, Sean and I sat down a couple years ago and we said, gosh, we're in our 40s. Retirement is not that far away anymore. And what do we have planned? We had nothing planned. And with inflation in 10, 20, 30, 40 years, money today is not tomorrow's dollars. So one of the things that we help people do is come up with their FIN number, which is a financial independence number. That's the number that you think you're going to need to retire on, that big pile of money when you turn 65 or 70. What does that pile need to look like so that you can live comfortably at the end of your life? Not move in with the kids, right? So, and then the other thing that we're doing, this is really cool, and this is something I'm really passionate about in our new business, is that we're actually starting to set up retirement funds now for children. I know that sounds crazy and silly, but can you imagine if our parents did that for us? That now as we're approaching retirement, if we didn't have that kind of stress, if we had a fund sitting there, 
Could you believe that 50 to $100 a month now for your child actually will make them millionaires when they retire at 65? Don't you wish that we knew that when we were kids? So that's one of the things that we do in our new business. So if anyone wants to learn more about your own retirement or retirement for kids or talk about any of these issues, you can always set up a free financial review with me over at blendedfamilypodcast.com slash schedule. That is a free appointment. We'll set it up over Zoom or Skype and we can talk about the issues that are important to you. So... That is going to be all of my announcements for today. I have a great co-hosting interview with Summer, and I'm going to play it here. We did have a little bit of a sound quality issue, and I tried to fix it as best I could with the editing. I hope it's not too much trouble to listen to, but the interview was really, really good, and so I didn't want to throw out that interview, and I didn't really want to have to re-record it. So hopefully you don't mind. I think it's good enough. And stay tuned at the very end of the interview because the normal five questions that I ask, we ended up getting into our conversation, and we kind of forgot to do that. So Summer ended up sending me her answers after the fact, and I'm going to come back and include them for you at the end of the interview. So stay tuned after that and enjoy this talk I have with Summer Felix. Hi, everybody. I'm here today with another fabulous co-host, Miss Summer Felix Mulder, who lives out west and who probably has just as much going on in her life as I do. She's running several businesses and she's got all kinds of things going on and lots of kids. So we have a lot to talk about today. Welcome to the show, Summer Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here with you. Yeah, and you have quite a lot going on, but I'm going to give you a chance to just introduce yourself. So tell us a little bit about you, your family, and uh, what's going on over there. But you don't need to get into too much detail. So, yeah, I have a lot going on, just like you. Um, Definitely juggling uh, businesses. I've got a video marketing company, and then I've got my husband and our four kids, two from him, two from me. So um, it's definitely a, a busy time. I've got a, pod, a couple of podcasts myself and uh, writing a book. And even though I'm constantly busy, somehow I like to keep adding more on my plate. <laughs> That sounds exactly like me. I'm like, you know what? I have I have a little bit of time to spare. Let me just tackle another project here. I don't know what it exactly. is. And yeah, so, um, and of course, this time of year, I'm sure is really crazy for you with the holidays and then trying to get everything done. Uh, so tell me a little bit about your relationship with your husband. How long have you guys been together? So we've actually been together for over 10 years and we're going on our second year of marriage right now. Um, so we were together for a long time. Our kids met when they were super young. Um, my daughter was actually maybe just a year old and, um, they've, they've just known each other their whole life. So they, they just call each other brother and sister, which is, which is great. And he's, my husband's just really, he's a really great support system for me because he's just, he's got a very calm way of looking at things. Whereas I will get a little bit more frazzled when, when there's not peace and harmony going on in the family. Mm. Yeah. That's my biggest thing. I'm always asking everybody for peace. I'm like, that's all I want is just peace. And it's hard to have that when you've got, you've got four teenagers, uh, basically, right? So you've got your two, you've got a 13 year old boy and an 11 year old girl. And yep. then your stepkids are the 16 year old boy and the 13 year old girl. So you are 
pretty much like me, in the thick of it, raising teenagers. So how's that going? I mean, you've had them for a long time, like me. I've had my stepkids forever. We've been, we, it's, it feels like we're living parallel lives because we've been together for a little bit longer than you, about 12 years, but we didn't get married till two years ago. So it was a similar situation. Uh, how, how did all the kids, um, how are you doing with the, with the puberty and with the teenager stuff? Oh, goodness. So this is what's really interesting is that the whole blend of these kids has gone. It's like ups and downs, ups and downs. I think it was really exciting in the beginning. And then as they got older, then it was like they're fighting, not getting along, like typical sibling stuff. And now that they're teens, I think that individually on their own, there's definitely challenges, there's emotions, there's mood swings, that type of a thing. But the kind of crazy part is that they are all getting along really well. So we're kind of just enjoying this right now because you never know how long it's going to last. I mean, there's still the little, you know, they try to annoy each other, but, um, teens, like it's, you know, it's no joke. <laughs> there's definitely changes happening and it's, it's crazy. The changes that you see within just one year. Yes. Yeah. I noticed with, um, with the girls and I don't know about your youngest cause she's only 11, but I noticed that once they actually hit puberty and got their period, it was like a drastic change. As soon as they got their period in the next three months, it was like just all hell broke loose with them. And it was crazy. And I watched it happen with all three of them. So I don't know how it is with your 13 year old and your, the 11's a little bit young, but, uh, and the boys, I feel like they hit it a little bit older. Would you agree? Yeah, I think definitely. I think so. I feel like, um, it was definitely older for our oldest son. Um, my son being 13 is just kind of approaching that. And it, it's, it really is like swings. It's like being super, super sweet. And then sometimes just being irritable and yeah. grumpy yeah. and you know, the girls too. It's funny because Mike used to say, that's my husband. Um, I, I can't picture it. Like they're, they're both so good. They're such good girls. They're never going to go through that, like getting all emotional or feeling sad for no reason. And then sure enough, it, it happens. And even, I feel like it even pre like it starts to happen at 11. Like there's definitely some things starting to happen with, with our youngest where I'm like, Oh, yep. These are the hormones. This oh, is yeah. puberty. <laughs> it varies from kid to kid. And some of them hit it later than others. My youngest actually were We're just starting to have issues with her now and she's already 15, but, and I've never had any problems at all. And she's, she's not being bad, but I see all of a sudden it's like with the boys, it's we're boy crazy now. And I've got to watch because she, she falls hard and she falls fast for boys. And it's like, I mean, within a week, it's like, I love this person. And I'm like, baby, you gotta, you gotta slow it down. You got the rest of your life. So we're dealing with that now with her. Um, fortunately, she's the only one that's like boy crazy. The other ones really, I don't deal with that. And my son, he's got too much else going on to worry about girls, which is good. Um, yeah. because it just, it just gets crazy. So, uh, so good. Well, I'm glad that the kids are doing really well and, and they're on their way. Of course you've got, is your son driving yet? He's, he's learning right now. <laughs> and that's, what's so funny is because today's so different. It's like, you know, there's so many kids that are just like, can I just have an unlimited Uber account instead of driving? Which is like, wow, it's so crazy because when we were 16, it was the day of my birthday, 
get to the DMV and get my license. And now it's like, he's taking his time. And I asked him, I was like, do you have a lot of friends that are driving? And there's older friends that are, but most of his friends, his age, he's like, "Mm, maybe one or two. I'm like, that's so weird because it was like such this amazing thing when I was 16. And now it's like kind of important wants wants it to happen, but not just totally motivated about it, which is so strange. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, enjoy, enjoy the peace while he's not really driving because, um, and I don't know how you are as a mother. It's just, I'm neurotic with it. And all the kids are on the road now, although my youngest is just, she's just learning. Actually the two, the two youngest are just on their permit. One drives more than the other, but, um, I find it terrifying and, but they, the older ones were very excited to drive, but as soon as they were able to drive all the time, now they hate driving. So the novelty has worn off. Uh, and yeah. it's definitely easier when they're on the road, but at the same time, I, I don't rest because I'm always panicking and we've already had a couple of accidents and, um, everybody knows cause I've talked about it on the show, but it, it's just, yeah, it's just one of those things as a parent that's a nightmare but it does get easier once you get like really used to it you start to not be terrified every time they leave the house but it lasted me a good year for each of them oh my gosh and I had accidents like my first I feel like I had at least two accidents a year in the first few years of driving. It was awful. It was like this streak. And my parents were like, what is going on? And it was, they weren't huge ones, but they were, you know, little fender benders or little like, oh, I backed into that car. And I'm like, oh my gosh, if my kids are going to be anything like me, this is going to be trouble. I'm going to worry all the time. (laughs) Oh goodness. All right. Well, let's, let's talk about some other things too. Um, what I, what I'd love to know, cause you guys have been together for a long time. And yeah. so I want to know how has the relationship progressed over time with your exes? Talk about that a little bit. Um, any kind of challenges, what's good, what's not good with your ex partners. So I would say, um, and I know this is for, this was for my husband as well. Definitely in the very beginning of divorce, it is hard because you're really, you're really trying to figure out like what your relationship is now because you're, you're not married anymore. And there's, there's privileges that you don't have with each other anymore, you know, in terms of like, Oh, let me just be there for you whenever you need it, or let me rescue you or all those different things. And, um, I think, you know, we both had to, deal with that right at the beginning of, um, my husband and I, and our relationship together. So that was a challenge, um, in the beginning. And then, you know, we really started to learn, okay, we need to have some boundaries in place because I think what started to happen with, you know, being either so friendly or so, or having so many expectations from our exes or our exes having so many expectations from us that really weren't, appropriate anymore. And I mean that like on an emotional level, on a, um, you know, money level, like beyond what you were responsible to do, there were boundaries being crossed and it affected us. And so we really had to think hard about, okay, what kind of boundaries do we need to have in place to make sure that we are both feeling respected and that we are both feeling the priority and at the end that you can also help diminish, you know, conflict that's happening between, between your ex. And I'm sure like people listening, if you're co-parenting, you know, unless you have that awesome, like we're best friends and we just totally respect each other and all that, that's great. But a lot of times I think people don't have that and they struggle with that, that relationship. And so you, you end up in a, in a high conflict situation. And so I've, I think I, um, 
I learned a lot of things that I implemented probably sooner than my um, husband did. And so we've definitely seen the difference in that and how I will respond to conflict and how he responds to conflict. And he's gotten really good at it because he started to look and, and go, wow, what you're doing is actually working. Maybe I should try that. <laughs> wow. Um, can you be a little bit more specific? Because I'm sure people want to know. And by the way, setting boundaries is one of the most important things that every couple needs to be doing, especially with blended family and exes, because if you don't, things can get out of control rather quickly and feelings get hurt and things get very tense. But um, you did say that there's a way that you handle conflict in a way that your husband wasn't. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, definitely. So I think, um, you know, it can be something just like, Hey, you're not respecting my time. It can be a rude comment from one co-parent to the, to the other. And I think the natural, the natural reaction is to want to just fire back and just say, well, you know what, you know, and just whatever your, whatever your ego wants to fire back with, which is probably going to be something that's not nice as well. And one like hardcore boundary or rule that I follow for myself is that if, if I'm approached with something that is negative, I, I won't respond to it. Um, if it's something that needs addressing, like it's an actual, you know, we're trying to schedule something or, um, there needs to be an answer here, or it's actually going to move the needle in terms of the kids and what's going on with them and, and keeping them happy and healthy and safe and all of that, then I will respond to it. If it's something, you know, that's negative, I'm just going to ignore it because I just feel like if you're going to engage in it, it's just going to keep going and you're going to end up both fighting back and forth, which is, which is definitely what will happen. And so at the same time, if I'm feeling like fired up and upset about something, I will just talk it out, you know, talk it out with my husband, just like go, okay, what really needs to happen here? What do I need to accomplish? And so I always say it's, you know, responding creatively instead of just reacting. Um, and that's been, it's just extremely helpful. And so that's one of the things that Mike and I do is we go, okay, in terms of communication, are we communicating about money that needs to be squared up? Are we communicating about, um, children's health schedules, you know, who's, who's doing what on what day? Great. Then that's all great. But if it's going to be something that's emotional or trying to, you know, make somebody else feel bad or somebody trying to make us feel bad, then there's just absolutely no benefit in engaging in that. Okay, so I want to stop you for a minute because that was really, really good. And I want all of the listeners to stop for a minute and think about, guys, listen to what Summer just said. This is huge. If something is negative, you don't have to respond to it. I know you want to and you feel like angry and you want to fire back, but that only aggravates the situation. And the person wants you to do that anyway. So um, what she is saying to do is so important. You don't have to respond to anything negative just respond to what you have to. And what I really like about your, your idea, and I do this too, is because if you don't respond to that several times, let's say over and over again, you keep not responding to the negative stuff, but then you do go ahead and respond to the stuff that matters. The other person is going to get the hint that every time they confront about one of these type of matters or in the way that they are, they're going to get ignored and it's not going to be handled. And so they're going to learn eventually there's no point in me addressing this person this way or firing at them this way because I'm not going to get anywhere. So I just wanted to point out that's like really, really good advice. And I want everybody to pay attention to that because that's super, super important. So thank you for sharing that. 
Yeah, of course. And I, I, I love what you said as well. That's, it's so true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, unfortunately I say this all the time. We can't control anybody else. We can only control ourselves and our reaction to what's going on around us. And no matter what any, the, the world can be chaos around you, but if you can learn how to respond to that and keep yourself calm and peaceful inside, and I know that's really hard to do. And I fall short every time too, but if you can try to do that, it just keeps your world a little bit better. Um, now I know you and your ex, you seem to get along, um, a little bit better, don't you? We do. We do get along. And I would say, you know, we had definitely hot and cold, um, periods, but honestly do practicing this type of, of thing where you really, because I think what happens is when you, when you have too much looseness Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and you don't have boundaries, then feelings easily get hurt because you, you start to have these expectations. Well, shouldn't you be there for me? Or shouldn't you have done this? Or now you're hurting my feelings. And don't you think you should be doing that because I'm their mother or I'm their father or whatever. There's all these things that just, it gets complicated. And if you can keep it really simple about, here's what we communicate about your relationship as co-parents gets so much stronger and effective. And the kids feel that. So our kids, now my, my ex-husband and I, we are not best friends, but our kids think we're super good friends. And it's just because of the way we conduct ourselves and we, you know, we can see each other at events and it's very friendly. So while we are not friends hanging out and it's great if you are friends, I'm just saying in certain situations, like you, you may not, it's not the, it's not appropriate to be friends, but we are very friendly. And so there's definitely that, you know, we can share things about the kids. Oh, Hey, you know, this one did this great high five, or this one did that awesome. And we can, you know, share book reports or uh, not book reports. Um, grades and that type of thing and, you know, get excited about it at an appropriate level. And so I get along with him and he also has a wonderful wife who is so sweet and so wonderful to, to my kids. And so it's just, it's a very, and I think it's all because there is this respect in terms of scheduling, um, respect in terms of money. Hey, here's what I'm responsible for. Here's what you're responsible for. And there's no going over that. There's, you know, no, Hey, I think you should give me more this time because of this, or I think, you know, whatever we're, we're just basically sticking to here's what's legally obligated of us. And here's what's, you know, morally what our obligations are. And we just stick to that and it just keeps it really clean and easy and drama free. <laughs> yeah. And, and again, you bring up another great point cause you're, you're just on fire today, Summer, is that, um, is <laughs> that, about this stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know me too. And, but you know, as far as the kids are concerned, really, they don't want to see their parents fighting. It hurts them so much. They don't want to know that you hate each other. They don't want to hear the argument. It makes them uncomfortable. Uh, it puts them, it makes them feel in the middle, even if they're not. And so, yeah, way to go. You can fake it. It's okay. You know, I'm not saying to be a two-faced person, but Hey, in front of the kids, you, you can fake it a little bit. You can be polite. You can be cordial just as you would with a stranger just for the sake of your kids. So that was really good that you brought that up. Uh, what I really want to know too is, so I know your husband is learning some of your tactics and that's great. How do you deal with if, if he is arguing with his ex How does that work out for you? Do you get involved? Do you stay out of it? I don't even know actually how you get along with her. So how's that whole relationship? 
So I would say an, another thing where it's, it's, it's friendly. We are not friends, but if I, you know, were to see her somewhere, I would, you know, say hello. And I think, um, really that's out of, it's out of respect for my husband and something that, you know, he, he prefers. And, and I think it is easier. It's another thing like for our situation keeps things. It's a very good boundary for us to have. Um, I think that he, he can get, I mean, there can definitely be emotions, you know, he'll, he might get fired up about something and he'll approach me first and just go, okay, you know, how, how can I handle this? Or we, we are disagreeing on this or that, you know? And I think that happens a lot too, where there is such a difference and, and it's not necessarily to say one's wrong or right. You know, these are two people that love their children so much, but they will definitely have a very strong, different on how to handle certain situations or what should be done in a situation, what shouldn't be done, that type of thing. Um, and so, you know, it's for us in terms of being husband and wife, because I'm not the one, you know, disagreeing with her, I will just try to be as supportive as possible and remind him, you know, try to keep it as neutral. And, you know, if that's your opinion, stick to your opinion. Don't ever be rude. <laughs> you know, that's like the big thing is just don't, don't be rude. It's that whole rule of, you know, do unto others as you would have them to them. So, you know, while keeping what you believe in and keeping your standards and your morals and your values and, and the boundaries that you have in place, you know, keeping firm with those, you can still communicate and, and, and just get the business done. And so he's started now where he's just like, well, you know, responding to this won't, won't actually move the needle. It won't help anybody. It's not going to help the kids. It's not going to help our situation. So probably doesn't need a response. If it is, if it's something that needs to be answered, then, then he will, but he's very, he's become very protective of what he will engage with and what he won't. Yeah, that's wonderful. And it's also wonderful that you, since you're not as emotionally tied to it, you as the outside person can kind of help guide him because it is true when our emotions get in the way, sometimes we react in ways that we, we wish that we hadn't after the fact. And so it's really good that you guys are working together on that. That's wonderful. Um, so let's see. Uh, one of the things I know, we, we talked about this previously, you and I, uh, that I really like that you do with your kids, and I think it's another great idea, is that you're, you make sure to spend time, alone time, with each of the kids. Uh, how is that helping? It's awesome. So the thing is, is like there's six of us. And so, and then we each have our kids 50-50. So when you think of that, it's like, wow, there's only so much time where we're all together. There's sometimes where it's just two, sometimes it's the other two, sometimes it's just one. And so it's hard to get, you know, that alone time with, with each child and they actually really love it. And I learned this from, oh gosh, it was years ago. I heard a speaker talking about this in four families where he said, you know, you should have once a quarter, just once a quarter, have at least like a whole evening, a half a day or a full day where you are just having one-on-one -on -one time with your child. And especially if there's multiple children, because they, it fuels them and it will fuel you too. And it's like, it, it really puts a, like a big, strong ounce of quality into your relationship. And so we talked about this, Mike and I, and we were like, well, we should do this not only with our own bio kids, but we should be doing this with all the kids. You know, you should have alone time with Logan. You should have alone time with Chloe. I should have alone time with Justin or Ashlyn. And so we've done that. And 
it's really amazing. Like I promise if you try it, it's, it's pretty amazing. Just like, I think it just makes them feel so important. And I think especially in blended families, like there's times where they can feel insignificant, more insignificant than on another day, you know, because there's so many things going on. And this is just in like any family, right. With, with a bunch of siblings, because there's teen stuff or like one child is sick or one child is having, you know, a, a really bad day or one child got in trouble or whatever it is. And that one child is getting like a ton of attention. And so if you can give like those periods of time where you're just like one-on-one, Mike will do it. Like he'll do, a date with his daughter. Or sometimes he's like, Hey, I'm going to take out Logan. Just, just the guys, just he and I are going to do this. I took my stepson on a, on an, on a trip. Actually, it was awesome. We went away for a few days and it was just the two of us. And so doing us doing that with each of the kids gets them excited. And then like when you're with them, you start talking about the next time you're going to do it. So they always know that there is going to be that time. And there is time. I know there's times where you're in the car and it's just like a quick, like 30 minutes. It just happens to be the two of you, but I'm talking about like super quality, like at least, you know, four hours of just the two of you. I love it so much. And I, and I like how you said maybe once a quarter, because I think when I've talked about this before on the show, and I think when people hear it, they think, gosh, how am I supposed to have time? You know, I've got four kids here or five kids. And how am I supposed to have time to give each one individual attention when I have all this stuff going on? But here you are and you're running a million businesses and you're doing all this stuff, but you're finding the time, but you're, you're saying it doesn't have to be a weekly thing, but it's, it's once in a while and it's making a plan to do it. And then, like you said, making another plan, talking about it preparing it with the kids so that they can be excited about it and it feels special. Um, And that's not to say that the little excursions don't matter either. Sometimes taking one kid to the food store with you still matters because it is that one-on-one time and you can still have a conversation. But I do like that you guys make the extra effort. And I also really like that you're not just each doing it with your own bio children. And that is really important because it's almost more essential for bonding to take place with your stepchildren because the bio parent and bio kid, they, they already have that bond, um, but you don't have that necessarily with your stepchild. You have to work on that. And so I think that that's, that's really good that you do that. How, have you been doing that for the duration, for the whole time, or is it something new? It's something we started, um, I want to say it was about three or four years ago. Nice. Is when when is yeah, is when I heard it and I was like, wow, that's a great idea. And I think we maybe on some level we were doing that just because the kids were actually asking for it. Mm-hmm. Like I remember one time, you know, talking about this great movie that me and my stepson liked, and he was pretty young at the time, and he was like, Can we do a movie night? And we were talking about cookie dough. Like, oh, wouldn't it be so great to just eat cookie dough, order pizza, and watch a movie? And he's like, I really want to do that, but I don't want to do it with the other kids. Can you and I just do it? And I was so flattered. Cause I'm, you know, stepmom, And I was like, wow, absolutely. You know, if you get asked that as a step parent, you're like, yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. So we did that. And then we started, that was how, what started, we would start to do that. And he's like, can we do it again? And, and he felt special because there was no, there's no other kids around. Nobody else is getting the attention. It was just him and I getting to eat junk food and watch movies with no one else around. So it was pretty cool. And that, so that kind of started it. And then when I heard, I heard a speaker talking about this, who was actually talking about this specifically for, you know, working parents and entrepreneurs that do tend to get so busy. And when he said the once a quarter, I was like, wow, that takes the pressure off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause it's, 
it's true. Like you said, it's like people hear about these things and then it just becomes so overwhelming that you don't do it at all. Cause it so sounds if like you a chore. Make it, yeah. It sounds like a chore. If you make it something that's actually realistic and achievable, you'll, you can do it. I love it. I love it. Now, um, one of the things about you that, that you've been vocal about is that you try to stay out of the discipline with your stepkids. So um, I want you to talk about that. And I want you to tell us if that, if you think that helps your relationship and how. Yeah, this is like, this was something I, I struggled with because there were times when, you know, here's what I would say is that me and my ex-husband have pretty similar rules when it comes to kids and like, you know, um, responsibilities and things that, that they need to do. And me and my husband now, Mike, he is the same as me. And then there's, there's different rules, you know, this can happen where there's different rules at different households. And so sometimes it makes it hard. And I, I remember somebody telling me like, well, you need to discipline them if they're not doing, you know, if they're not, cleaning their room or if they're not doing the things that you ask them, you need to discipline them. And I was like, do I? And it felt so scary to me because I had heard also, no, don't do that. Like you're in this period where you need to just have a good relationship with them. You don't want to, you know, you don't want to become evil stepmom. So it was very confusing for me. And what I kind of talked about with Mike and what we came up with was I told him, I said, you know, um, I feel very uncomfortable disciplining your, your children. And, you know, he would always say, but they're our children and they're our house rules. And he said, yeah, but here's what I'd like to be. I'd like to be the one that can help, you know, support those rules, mention those rules, but I'd really like you to be the one to enforce it and be the disciplinarian. And he was fine with that. And that worked for us because I do feel that it actually, it's part of the reason why I have such a good relationship with my stepdaughter and stepson is because I'm not always on them. Now I will ask them things and I feel like they were, they will do it. Whereas if I were disciplining them and grounding them and punishing them because they're not doing something, I don't think they would feel the same. I think I would have gotten that you're not my mom and you're, you know, you're not my dad type of a thing. And so I wanted to avoid that, but I think, um, you've really got to have your, you know, your, your spouse, like you've got to have that support. He's actually, he's, my husband's actually more okay with disciplining my two kids and he's, and they respond fine with that. So it's, I don't know, it's different. And maybe it's that whole man of the house thing. I'm not sure, but I will say that it's definitely, it's been a plus for us, for me not to take that role on. Yeah, uh, we, I'm the same way and I've always been, I have always told Sean, I don't want to be the heavy. I always feel that the bio parents should be the heavy for their own bio kids and for your stepkids. I agree with you hundred percent. It's okay to say things. It's okay to be involved. It's okay to help. Sometimes I help Sean behind closed doors, but when it comes to the heavy stuff, I really think it needs to come from him. I agree with you. Um, the only time I think that for some people listening that they might run into an issue here is when the couple is completely different in their discipline. So like you have it good because your husband is a disciplinary and he's on board with you. I do know that some couples, some people are very frustrated because they feel their partner is not disciplining the way they need to. And the step parent feels like, hey, you're not doing what you need to do here. I'm going to step in and I'm going to handle it because you're not. But again, 
that backfires, that backfires. And so I think the best thing to do in that situation is you've really got to get your partner on board and you've got to come up with some kind of structure of discipline in the house. But I still stand by what I say. I think the bio parent needs to be the heavy. Yep. I agree. I totally agree. Cool. Well, um, you sound like you've got a great thing going with your family. Uh, you've, you've given us so many wonderful tips today, but I don't want to end without talking a little bit more about you because what you've got on your plate is a lot right now. You've got three businesses. You have two podcasts, one that's brand new, and you are writing a book. So uh, I want to know how are you doing it because I'm doing it too, but I'm really struggling as well. And so uh, give us your tips on how you are balancing all this business and and your family and the four kids. How are you doing it? Um, so I think first is that is to be forgiving that I can't balance it all. <laughs> there is not really, you know, there's this whole idea of being able to balance and I'm not really sure what it would look like if it were balanced. I feel like I do a pretty good job. Um, but I, I outsource a lot. I get help. Um, and I'm really big on time management. So as, as much as I can, I schedule things out in advance, even if it's like, okay, this is the time of day when I can answer emails, that type of a thing. Because I know that there's days where you can just be like, you know, turning your head and trying to answer every single thing that comes at you. And then at the end of the day, you're like, wait, I feel like I got nothing done. And so I really try to be mindful of, you know, what are the things that I want to accomplish each each week is really how I go about it. So I like schedule out the week and then, and then I schedule out, okay, each day, these are the main things that, that are happening and I want to show up for them and I want to do really well at it because there is a lot. And I don't think the way my brain is, the way my spirit is like, I'm not somebody who's just going to go, okay, I'm just going to focus on one thing. I do get excited about new things. <laughs> and so I have to figure out a way to, to bring it, bring it into my life while I guess, I don't even know if it's keeping balance, but just like having some type of a routine that I do each day, I think that helps. So it's like, you know, okay, what am I doing? You know, on the mornings, I know that I at least get these things accomplished. And then I know that I do my best to try to be done at this time of day so that I can be with the kids. Um, especially when they're, you know, when it's my time, I, I'll try to schedule things differently. So I'll do, I mean, it's just doing the best that I can and, you know, having, sometimes you have to, you have to get help. Like I used to be so, when my husband would say, Oh, why don't you let me do that? Why don't you let me do that? And I, kind of, I would be the martyr of like, no, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Yes. And I've gotten so Yes. (laughs) And I've gotten so much better. Like there was something even just this morning, he's like, do you want me to take care of that? And I was like, I was like catching myself because I was almost going to say no. And then I was like, actually, that would be amazing. If you could do that, that would be great. And I think it makes him feel better too. Cause he's like, yes. yeah, I'm actually asking because I want to help you not so that you can tell me no. Yeah. <laughs> so well, yeah. So just really getting better at that. And even my parents, when they're just like, what, what can I do to help you? And I'll be like, oh, okay, <laughs> please. <Yeah. laughs> See, I need to get better with that. And I'm trying because my husband, you know, he, he asked me all the time, what can I do? And I'm like, nothing. I'll just do it. I'll just do it. And then at the end of the night, I'm tense and I'm crying and I'm like, I have so much to do. And he's like, I'm right here. Like, but for me, I know it's a control issue and it's a, like, I have a perfectionist issues and I have to do everything my way and I need to let go of that. And I told him, 
today, actually, I made him a list because we have like a shared list on my phone and I made him a honeydew list and I started it and I was like, okay, I'm going to add things to this list that I need help with because if I don't start to do that, I'm I'm literally driving myself into the ground and I'm going to get sick and he worries about me too. So I need to get better at outsourcing. And I also, um, I told my kids, I was like, I think like each of you one day a week, I want each of you to like try to help cook a meal and you know, I, I recently hired my daughter on into the cleaning business because I'm like, okay, I need help here and I can't, I'm not going to hire outside staff, so I'll hire you. And I'm starting to get a little bit better with that because if we don't do that, um, we aren't able to be the parent that we need to be. And that's what I'm realizing. I, I can't be the business owner. I can't be the parent. I can't be the woman. I can't be the wife. I can't be anything I need to be if I'm running myself ragged. And so um, that is super important. Do you also outsource for like for your job, like do you hire people for that or do you like to keep all that for just yourself? No, for that. I mean, I've got a, I've got a really great team that I can outsource to, but even then that's even a learning that's learning too, because there's times where I have gotten a lot better at that, where I'm like, well, they're fully capable. I can have them do these things. But there are some times, like you said, where I'm just like, no, I need to do this to make sure it gets done right. Right. Don't you feel like, (laughs) well, if I have to teach you how to do it, it's just easier for me to just do it quickly myself. And, but you know, at the same time, I'm starting to learn that I can teach. It might take a little bit longer in the beginning, but I can teach people how to do the things that I need and they can do it right. And I need to like, just give it up. I'm not perfect and I should stop. So, uh, working on it. Um, um, it's, it's, it's progress. It's happening. Um, okay. Yeah. (laughs) So I want to talk about your, um, your podcasts. Uh, you've got a new podcast out. Tell us about that. Cause it is a family podcast and maybe the listeners want to go check it out. Yeah. So, um, I had been talking about, I started writing a book actually on, on blended families and just, you know, all the the challenges that come along with it. And then of course I was like, well, I do a business podcast. I would love to start one, you know, talking about blended families and, um, you know, and especially, you know, running a business and, and, and juggling it all and all of those things. And I had mentioned it to my husband. He's like, well, I think we should do it together. And I was like, oh yeah, that would be awesome. So we basically like had a one, one conversation about it. And the next thing, you know, because I, I do like execute pretty, as soon as I get excited about something, I'm like all about it. And I put it into motion. So we did, and it literally was like a month later and it, it went up. So it just went up recently. Um, it's called the everything always podcast. And it's us talking about our experience and, you know, things that have worked for us, things that have not worked for us. And of course, interviewing, you know, different guests and I'm hoping you'll be on it as well. Of course. And just really bringing, you know, more, I just love, like, I love what you're doing and I just feel like there's not enough out there. And it's such a, I mean, it's so huge. This whole community, you know, of blended families is huge. And yet there's really not a lot of good content out there, you know, that's, I was so stoked when I found you, I was like, Oh my gosh, finally, because the stuff that I was finding was just, Oh, this is so boring. Or it's just, I don't know. I wasn't relating to it. You know, what's funny is that there you go on there and there's thousands of podcasts on fitness and thousands on business and thousands on sex and every topic you could imagine. And you, 
you see that there's really not much for blended families, yet we are growing and growing every day. There's more and more blended families being formed, and we're all struggling, and we all don't know how to do it. So I'm yeah. glad. I'm, I'm so happy to share the space with you. Um, I am definitely going to come on to your show, and I'm going to add your podcast link in the show notes. Um, and when you are done with that book, will you come back on, and we can talk about the book and promote it then? Absolutely. Do we have an idea of when that's going to be finished? We are, the goal is first, uh, end of first quarter next year. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, That's, it's on my agenda too. There's some things that I want to do, like writing a book and making a program. But, um, again, it's, it's hard to find the time. I'm so excited to see your book when it comes out. Um, and for the listeners, summer is in our private Facebook group that you can find at blendedfamilypodcast.com slash group. And again, her name is Summer Felix Mulder, and she wants to be there for you guys. If you listen to her today and you resonate with anything that she said, all these great tips, you need to connect with her and definitely listen to her podcast, support her because she is working, 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 trying to make a better life for herself and for her kids. Um, And Summer, it was a pleasure having you on the show today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. It was so much fun. Wasn't that a great chat I had with Summer? I really enjoyed it. So in answer to her questions that we got so busy talking, we completely forgot to do, I wanted to share them here. So the first question that we asked was, what is the thing you love most about your blended family? And Summer said, I love that at the end of the day, we can all laugh at ourselves and have so much fun together. Everyone acknowledges the different personalities, but values that we are a family. I love that. Uh, Question number two was, what is the biggest challenge right now in your blended family? And she said, Teens are a challenge. (laughs) I know how that is. Really, getting the kids to know what it's like to earn privileges is a constant undertaking, but it's like that for any family. The challenge comes if when the person you are co-parenting with does not agree with parenting choices you make. Totally agree, Summer. And yeah, we're we're in the teenage time right now too, and it is it's my least favorite. Number three, I asked her if you knew then what you know now. What is one thing you would have done differently when you first blended? And she said, I would have had boundaries in place with co-parents far earlier than we did. I can see that. Number four, what is something you know you're doing right in your blended family, something you're proud of? And she said, I'm proud of the boundaries we've put in place with our co-parents now and that we have alone time with each of the kids to really connect with them one-on-one and let them express themselves. And the last question, number five, was if you had one piece of advice to offer the rest of the listeners today, what would it be? And she said, if you're about to blend, be sure to be on the same page with your spouse when it comes to money, living arrangements, boundaries, and how you'll help the kids adjust. If you're already blended and haven't done this, do it now. It will save so much confusion, hurt feelings, and drama. Well, Summer, I couldn't agree with you more. The time is now at the beginning to set those boundaries and set some structure. And if you didn't do it, it's never too late. I hope you all enjoyed that wonderful chat that I had with Summer Felix. You know how to reach her. All the links are in the show notes and we will catch you guys soon. Thank you. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. 
Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.